0: You know what, man? I owe Mm -hmm. you an apology. Oh, why? Well, because last week you wanted to kind of give me more information about, I think it was, I don't remember what we were talking, oh, uh, Cabbage Patch Kids, and I interrupted you by playing a theme song. So I Mm -hmm. want to make sure I start this week off correct okay? and allow you to just, I don't know, man, tell me something, what you got on your mind?
1: Oh, man, you're putting me on the spot here. Um... (laughs)
0: Howdy, ghosts and goblins. Welcome back to another episode of your favorite podcast, That Would Be Rad. We're a podcast that majors in 80s and 90s nostalgia, comic culture, all things paranormal, and minors in retro video games, tabletop RPGs, pre-internet mysteries, Halloween, and raising our kids to be half as cool as we were back in the 80s. We are your hosts, Woody Brown and Tyler Bentz. My voice couldn't sound more nasal.
1: Yeah, those are always fun to mix because you have like the deepest timber ever. But then when you get sick, it's like like sub-octave yeah. frequencies. I
0: mean, I can't really complain. We we're, 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 This is a joyous occasion. It's actually feeling like fall here in Georgia. It is. And yeah. Oh my God, it's just the best time of year. Man. Yeah,
1: absolutely agree. You know, I like... I mean, even when it's not anywhere near Halloween, even if it's like just kind of foggy in the mornings, like oh, yeah. my girls roll their eyes at this every time. But I'm like, hey, guys, guess what? And they're like, what? You know, which is like the normal reply. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's starting to look a little spooky out here. <laughs> and it'll
0: be like spring. Or, oh, man. You know. Yeah, so far away from Halloween, but you yeah, know, it's like, yeah. hey guys, it's starting... And you got to do, like, the weird, like, trying to look a little spooky. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. But it actually really is starting to look a little spooky.
0: Oh, I know, man. Dried leaves on the ground. Yeah, and, like, yeah. It, it, even this... Is, I don't know, man. I, I feel like even whenever I'm walking on the road, even mm-hmm. the because of the contrast of, like, the reds and yellows and crunchy brown mm-hmm. leaves on the ground... The road even seems like a different color you know what i mean yeah i agree i totally oh, agree dude, it's I, just so cool man yeah well, i uh, okay well i was just gonna say first we well we, we gotta up. welcome everybody to once again it is one of our favorite things that we do on the show mm-hmm. for the entire month of october yeah every year we do what we call the october spooktacular yeah very original extremely original in fact <laughs> i mean i think we probably have some lawsuits that are out in the mail could be, um,
1: yeah. The reason that we love it so much is, I mean, to be honest, I think, I think, the month of October and that feeling and that like nostalgia that kind of comes with it. Uh, I mean, it's part of the reason I would say that we started the show to begin with. Hmm. Wouldn't
0: you say? Yeah, I mean, one yeah. of them sure.
1: I mean, it's, it's it's the the way that we can kind of like. I mean, I feel like our wives at some point just get really tired of us just talking about how much we love how the weather's mm-hmm. turning and yeah. and how, like, it's spooky out there. Yeah. But, yeah, we just, it's, like, it's that, like, nostalgia thing. It's, like, the show is so that we can, like, constantly talk about growing up in the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. and and, uh, and, yeah, Halloween was, like, a big part of that. I mean, like, probably my most fond memories as a kid, I mean, were centered around, like, you know, the Halloween season.
0: Yeah, me too, man. I mean, I know I I probably talked about this last year, that time that, uh, you know, I showed up to school in ninth grade, dressed like mm. the crow. Oh, mm. mm-hmm. same, dude. Matt Rollins was supposed to uh, also do that. Showed up, turns out, nobody really dressed up in my high school, except yeah. for me. So now all of a sudden, <laughs> they're like, boy, this guy really likes that movie, huh? Anyway, okay. But which,
1: by the way, that costume never worked because... Our hair—we didn't have like the long. Oh no, mm-hmm. hair. I mean, yeah. I had pretty long hair, but it wasn't. Oh, no. mine
0: was straight up like bowl cut, but I parted it down the middle and just oh, tried yeah, to make it work. It too. Yeah, uh, I had the face paint on lock though, man. Yeah.
1: Hey, this is kind of a side note, but were you like pissed off when you saw that the wrestler Sting started doing the crow look?
0: Yeah, I mean, and especially by that time, I didn't yeah. really watch it anyway. Yeah right. Eh, I I, mean, I just couldn't believe yeah. that like they were a- allowed to do that. It's yeah, like he I mean, kind of changed a it a little bit,
1: but it's like barely. You know. I mean, it was like squiggly lines out of the eyes instead of yeah, like straight. Stupid. You know, stupid.
0: Yeah. Well, this year we thought we'd started off with a bang, doing it mm. a little bit differently, and we're actually going to get started telling some of the spookiest stories that we've been sent by listeners over yeah. the last couple of months. We're finally going to debut them. I know some. sometimes when you folks send us these stories and we tell you, hey, look, we're going to put these on the show when the timing's right, but I promise you we're going to get to them. Mm-hmm. Well, right now the time is right. Mm. Uh, we're in the mood to get spooky, and we just have some really, really awesome, awesome stuff here to deliver. But before we do that, i got to take a quick second and say thank you to our newest best friends to our Patreon, which is called The Rabbit Trail. So welcome to Michael A., Donald A., forgive my pronunciation of your name, kind sir, Dureus W., Thomas, oh, that's definitely H. wrong. Well, I know, but that's right. Aaron C. and Bryce C. Welcome, 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 and thank you so much uh, mm-hmm. for your support. Yeah, man. All right,
1: you ready, man? Dude, I've been waiting. You've been okay. rambling this whole time. Shush. All right.
0: So this actually is a story sent to us by a listener who actually sent us a, a completely different story that we've used before. Hmm. But this one is is perfect for uh, perfect for the season. You ready? Yeah, man. All right. In the past weeks since I told you my other story, there have been some other strange things that have gone unanswered throughout my life. And I was wondering if you guys or any of your listeners had had this experience. I'm 47, and when I was about 4 or 5, maybe even 6 we would go and visit my grandmother. She lived about six blocks away in my childhood neighborhood, also outside of Pittsburgh. Anyway, I have two older brothers and I'm the youngest. So when we would go visit grandma, I would usually end up getting put to bed early upstairs while my mom and dad would visit with the family. In the attic. Mm. My grandma's husband was deceased and in her bedroom They had separate twin beds from the 40s and 50s. So when it got late, my mom would put me in her room to sleep. However, I remember very clearly in the darkness, there was always two beings in the room with me. One had a silver aura and the other had an orange one there was no distinct facial features or clothing or anything that would distinguish them as being physical. I know I was just a young child, but those memories of those things have stuck with me for the last 43 years. At five years old, your concepts of fear and reality are not quite developed, and that's why I was never really afraid of them. I just knew that they were always there Every time my mom put me up for a nap or anything like that. Have you come across any other listeners that have had similar experiences? I believe we are more receptive to that kind of thing when we are younger. And then our psychic antenna, so to speak, burns out. At least for most people.
1: Hmm.
0: You guys touch a bit on the Akashic record in the show and how some people have tapped into it. I think that falls into the intuition and that feeling you get when you know something is either good or even bad. I often wonder where my thoughts come from and where the gut feelings come from. Is it a survival mechanism? Or can it be that we are not the observers, but merely the manifestations of the consciousness that no one completely understands? Hmm. I like that. Yeah. I mean, that's a cool one, man. You know, I've never really had what I would consider paranormal experiences necessarily. But when I mm-hmm. see a story like this though, I mean, there are moments in my childhood where I remember, you know, my imagination sometimes or what I thought was my imagination, seeing mm-hmm. something, you know, in my grandparents' house or something like that, you know? And mm-hmm. I often wonder, I think he's kind of certainly onto something there. I've kind of, I think you and I have talked about this, certainly maybe have brought it up on the show. When you're younger, I feel like you have a, a greater ability to sort oh, of yeah. be sensitive to that type of thing in general, right?
1: Yeah, there's there's that like uh, like thinning of the ve- the veil, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah, I totally believe in that. I I've never had a like, I guess benevolent sort of humanoid kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I have had like a shadow man sort of encounter, mm. which I think we talked about on our first Halloween episode, that was really scary. That was not like fun or comforting at all, but it does kind of, and I don't know, I could be totally wrong, but it, it does kind of give me the same vibe or the way he sort of explains how it he, it made him feel like my sort of orb, you know, encounters, I guess, if you will, because like they never made me feel scared and it, it was never anything like that. Mm-hmm. But there was like a, It did feel like there was like a a consciousness to them, you know. So I don't know. Maybe they were like the same things that that he was talking about. They Mm -hmm. just were sort of manifesting themselves in like a different way, or I don't know. I think it's pretty cool.
0: Another thing that's interesting. It's like I think he was spot on there too. When you're a kid, there's a lot of concepts and just large ideas that you just can't really wrap your mind around, and so. It's almost like you're not old enough to be scared of that type of presence, but then you oh, right. see, like, uh, E.T., and you're like, my daughter? Terrified. Yeah. You know? And so mm-hmm. it's just interesting to me that, you know, things can kind of skirt past you like that whenever you're uh, whenever you're a kid. I mean,
1: since you said that, it you know, since we're in the Halloween season, that does kind of make me think of like, the story, like, the Harlequin, the Night of the Harlequin Mm, story. mm -hmm.
0: Hear this incredible story on That Would Be Rad, Season 1, Episode 8, Night of the Harlequin.
1: Where the kid was like, well, I was never really scared, and this thing would show up in my room, and it Mm. would say that it was the Tooth Fairy. Right. And it was always, like, trying to, like, do these, like, little dances to, like, sort of put my mind at ease Mm. and be, like, funny. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think that's what this is, but... I don't know. But,
0: you know, it also Maybe. reminds me of even just that, how that plays out kind of reminds me of Stephen King's It in a way, too. Yeah. Right. There's that moment when in your childhood where you still have so much innocence that you kind of almost inadvertently sort of trust an adult because right. they're an adult, you know? Exactly. And yeah. or you trust a clown or something funny, and, you know, because... Th- that's what you do normally. Right. <clears throat> and so there's that moment where you have to kind of teach your kid, don't talk to strangers, don't accept candy from a stranger, right. you know, that kind yeah. of thing. And I don't know, man, it's, it's, uh it's kind of, it's kind of scary. And I'm, I'm wondering, you know, the more that we kind of dive into spooky stuff when we talk about disembodied voices mm-hmm. <laughs> in uh, nearly every episode. And if you haven't bought the book yet, man, you're really holding out uh, real yeah. quick correction already a fact check correction on myself you know earlier in this mm. episode i just said well i don't really know if i've ever had any paranormal experience what about my entire experience yeah that i talked about in the uh halloween spectacular the first one you know yeah,
1: i didn't i didn't want to say it but i was like "Well, it's
0: just you know it's one of those things that i never really think it's as when these things happen to you i feel like maybe it's a defense mechanism you're like oh well that's not a paranormal encounter it's uh, you know and then you start kind of thinking about it and mm-hmm. really sort of writing down almost the details and you're like wait a minute i guess have, i have weird. you know yeah uh yeah. and and you know last week we talked about famous although we missed a ton one of our one of our instagram followers posted like oh do you remember the coca-cola and pop rocks thing and I'm like, God, how do we not talk about that one? Oh, you yeah. You know, but I also thought about this. My wife's sort of scary story that I think we did last year, or the oh, year I before, was a part of that, right? One, yeah. yeah, that is the don't like. Uh, did you check the back seat?
1: Oh, you know what I mean. It,
0: it literally happened to right. her in real life, and so when I was thinking about it, it's like you yeah. always have this sort of third or fourth hand. Uh, account that turns into this urban legend but literally the did you check the back seat thing happened to my wife luckily there's no one there but still like oh it's it's uh it's scary all right let's dive in okay
1: sorry uh yeah clay actually brought up a few over on instagram too that i didn't even think about like i can't remember any of the urban legend movies
0: Yeah, I don't either, man. And I haven't watched them since we recorded that episode. Um, Yeah. So I will, though, I promise. I'll get through a bunch of these scary movies that I watch every year, and then I'll have to watch that. Well, first got to get through
1: some other scary movies. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. After these messages, we'll be right back.
0: pretty cool place if you're a Martian. Or, or a vampire i think you really know what's happening around here don't you don't you? if anyone out there
1: we're, we're fighters for truth justice and the american way hey this is woody and this is tyler and you're listening to that would be rad and now back to our show <laughs>
0: All right, this one was actually submitted to us by a listener, and it's someone else's story. They just kind of sent this and said, you guys have to read this story. Mm. And it goes like this. So back in 2013 or 2014, I basically lived by myself. Believe it or not, I was 14 at the time. Both my parents were alcoholics. Dad was on the other side of town with a one-bedroom apartment, and mom was always with her boyfriend. That being said, most of the time, I'd have a friend come sleep over with me since I don't do well being alone at night. For some reason, it's just always made me feel uneasy. This particular house we moved into... Now, hold on a second here. Mm -hmm. Who's... who's, I need to keep reading because I was like, who's giving a 14-year-old a... Keys to a house. All right. Anyway, oh,
1: that's true. Yeah.
0: Uh, Okay. This particular house we'd moved into, we'd been living in there about four months. My brother and mom went together on the lease, but he ended up missing his fiance and ultimately decided to just help mom pay half the rent and come and go as he needed to. He was a night shift nurse, and his schedule was just all over the place. Anyway, on to the interesting part. My friend, let's just call her Mandy for the sake of the story, lived in my neighborhood, which made it easier for her to come and stay. We'd take turns at each other's houses. One night, Mandy and I were doing some hood rat stuff.
1: Yeah, like, you know, sneaking around f- trying to find cigarette butts mm-hmm. at a uh, at a duplex
0: in, mm-hmm. in the Florida Keys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, and she said, I'm literally not a hood rat. The worst I ever did was stay out late and smoke cigs. Okay, well, so there you're a There you teenager. go. Just like us, Uh, not me. Just Tyler, kids. If you're listening. Anyway, we were at our neighborhood park, hanging out with my boyfriend at the time, named Alan, and some dude she wanted to hook up with, which she did in the park bathroom on the floor. uh, While I awkwardly sat on the bleachers, three feet away from Alan, because we had only been dating two months. Good, good girl. After she did her deed, we walked back to my house. It was probably about a 30 to 45 minute walk, so we didn't get there until about 3 a.m. My brother was working that night, so we decided we'd take over his bed instead of my crappy futon that would flip if more than one person was on it. Mandy and I were laying there and I heard her whisper something. I looked over at her and said, what? And her eyes were wide. She said, I didn't say anything. You just whispered in my ear and freaked me out. Mm. I started laughing because for some reason that's my reaction to situations that scare me. Mandy, I swear to God I didn't whisper in your ear. You're just trying to freak me out, dude. This is not funny. She jumped up and grabbed her charger and her phone and started saying she was really scared by that and if we could just switch rooms. So we got our stuff and go to my mom's room across the hall. She plugs in her phone and starts calling our mutual friend, MJ. And she starts telling MJ how freaked out she was because of what happened. This next part is what made me sh** my pants. Hmm. As she's explaining the story to MJ, we hear footsteps that sounded like heavy work boots. We had hardwood floors in that house, so you could definitely hear it more pronounced. The footsteps started at the far end of the hallway and made their way to my mom's door. Mandy and I were so scared, we couldn't even talk. We just looked at each other and then looked at my mom's door, waiting for someone to start banging on it or open it. I tried to rationalize and tell myself it was my brother because he always wore those Danskos, even if he wasn't working. For anyone who doesn't know what Danskos are, they're basically clogs. Hmm. I peeked out of the blinds since my mom's window was right in front of the driveway and his car wasn't out there. We hear two more steps. Kind of sounded like it went to my brother's room. I told Mandy, Probably need to call 911 because someone's in the house. And then it clicked. I had triple checked the back door and the front door to make sure that they were locked, all the windows and the screen door. The screen door was metal and it had a loose panel on the bottom, so it was pretty loud when it was opened. It clicked that I didn't hear the screen door, the squeaky front door, or the back door. After about 10 to 15 minutes, we got the courage to get up and look. Nothing was out of the ordinary, and every door and every window was still locked. I can't describe the fear I felt that night. Not knowing if someone's about to bust your door open, and murder you and your friend. It was so terrifying. Ever since that night, Mandy refused to come back. And I can't say I blame her. Man.
1: So, I mean, what
0: happened? Yeah, I mean, that's that's it, man. That's the end. Um, I, mean, I guess they weren't murdered, so... Or at least not until that last sentence, <laughs> yeah. you know? So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I told a similar story, one of these October spooktaculars, where my roommate came yeah. home I didn't know. He actually got a ride home, and so I did the same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I heard... You know, your mind kind of just fills in the blanks, right? And you, mm-hmm. you're like, well, maybe it's just, you know, whatever... I'm sure it's just my roommate. I look out the window, his car's not there, but I clearly heard someone stumbling slowly or just walking slowly up the stairs right outside of my bedroom.
1: Yeah, that's scary.
0: And oh my gosh, I was so, so scared, man. It was, uh, yeah, it was super scary.
1: Yeah. There's always that, like, I, I felt like we've probably all experienced that in some way or another where, you know, somebody's like, quote unquote, like not supposed to be home and you're like, do it, especially as a kid, like you're like doing something and like maybe your mom like got off early or, or like, you know, something like that. And there's that, like those few seconds where you're like, Oh God, this is happening. Like mm-hmm. somebody th- th- like there is a home intruder.
0: Now, you know, am I going to be able to distract them with the playboy? Do I need to hide it first? <laughs> you know, like real thoughts that go through your Get uh, through this tyler's thing,
1: head i need to get this thing back out of that old that tree old, stump yeah that
0: old uh just soggy box of yeah. books that are out in the woods okay mm-hmm. uh this one comes from a listener that definitely doesn't want us to use their name because of well uh their profession we'll say okay okay <clears throat> so he says hey first so first i kind of need to help I need to keep my name just between us. Long story short, yada, yada, yada. Okay. Yeah. But this is interesting. This is sort of less spooky and just super cool. Well, this one is about, um, it's interesting. He spent a lot of time early in life in Falkville, Alabama. Mm. And he was 10.
1: Like the, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was
0: 10 when the Metal Man event happened. He says, I'm reaching out because I listened to your podcast on that subject. I saw a, in question in parentheses and a question mark, he's like a UFO, a couple days before Sheriff Greenhalgh made history. And my mom saw some kind of small child-sized being harassing Whoa. our dogs in the middle of the night after I saw what I can only describe as a pewter-colored metallic cylinder. That had maneuvered itself above my grandmother's car as we traveled down a rural wow. road near the area where the supposed crash site was located. I have a lot of details on this from these weird days in October of 1973. And yes, I 100% believe Sheriff Greenhall's claims from his experience. And truthfully, the cover story about it being a prank, I think, was the hoax.
1: Yeah, I agree. That Which, by the way, there's a lot of those. Yeah. Like, and I kind of wonder, I mean... Now it would be so easy, you know, uh, to sort of fake that. But I feel like back in the old days, you know, we just didn't have like a like a, our bearings as far as that kind of thing goes. So it was like, oh, well if this kid comes out and says that it was a ho- hoax, it must have been a hoax, you know?
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: What, what year was that again?
0: 1973.
1: Man, I mean, he's like part of like history a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, yep. I and mean, that's pretty cool. Which, by the way, I totally thought that Falkville was in Arkansas. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, God. Maybe there is a Falkville, Arkansas. Oh, I'm thinking of the, the Falk monster. That's in Arkansas. I knew I was close. Phonetically sounds mm-hmm. the same, I guess.
0: Um, yeah. All right, this Starts one from is math. from a listener, Wesley.
1: What's up, Wesley? And he goes like
0: this. So my room used to be in my mom's attic. Her and her friend built it so I could have my own room. That being said, her friend ended up passing away. And for the longest time afterwards, really weird stuff would happen in that house. Things like footsteps on the attic when no one was up there. Stuff moving around. But these two stories are the weirdest that we experience there. One night, I was watching YouTube on my computer and laying in bed. In the house, there was a chimney that went right through the middle of the attic, which was my room, and my bed was in a piece of the wall that went all the way to the edge of the roof. I was laying in my bed and decided I'd had enough and was ready to go to sleep, so I turned off my computer. The moment I turned the computer off, there was a black head and a hand peeking around the chimney
1: Oh God. watching me. Oh my
0: gosh. And when it noticed that I had seen it, it immediately pulled back around the chimney. I was young at this time and didn't know what to do, so I immediately pulled the covers over my head and started crying. Eventually, I fell asleep and when I woke up, all of my things were on the floor, dressers open. My room was a mess. My mom actually saw him too. After not believing me for the longest time, she finally ended up seeing him. She was—I've si- got chills like all up and down my arms. Yeah, here, this dude, is that's... freaking scary as heck. Okay, mm-hmm. she was sitting in the living room with her dog at the time, Elvis. <laughs> And he started growling at the couch. She was sitting in the recliner we had, so she was obviously like, what's wrong? So then she looked over and didn't see anything. But as she looked back, she caught a glimpse at a full apparition of the friend that had passed away. It was in the china cabinet's windows that were right next to her. It scared her to death. We all ended up telling him... He's allowed to live there if that's where he feels safe. But anything physical is not allowed. And if he harms anyone, he will be banished to where he belongs. Wow. That is uh, just thinking about looking up or turning off a light or something. Like my kids cannot listen to this episode, dude. They would, I'll I'll never, uh, they'll sleep in our beds for the rest of their life if they heard
1: this. So
0: I had this, this
1: like, and I think it was completely just from my imagination, but I've had this, like, uh, this, it's kind of hard to explain, like, the room, but, like, in the, like, the house that I grew up in, um, you're in this sort of living room, there's, like, this couch, and it kind of goes around, I mean, you know what I'm talking about, it goes around to, like, the staircase to go upstairs, and I would always, like, imagine that exact thing of, like, seeing, like, like the fingers kind of creep around and then seeing mm. like a head just like peeking out. uh, That is so, for some reason that is so scary mm. to me.
0: And wow. I mean, it goes back to that fear or that thing that I don't like, which is you've got your blinds open. And so just, mm. it's that scene from Halloween. Jamie Lee Curtis looks out the window. Boom. He's down there. He's just standing there. Right. That's yeah. just so scary. I don't want to see that. And I got to say too, and I know you won't take this as an insult, but dude, your old house, man, it was kind of, it was a freaky house. Like I can see being a little kid in there, I would have been scared. Mhm. You know.
1: Yeah, I mean it was it was like my dad like pretty much built it and it was like set in the 80s and it was very you know, kind of like 80s houses or 70s houses. It was very like compartmentalized, you know, mm-hmm. so it was like room, 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 room instead of any sort of open spaces. But yeah, it it all it did have kind of like a vibe i mean i can totally see how you know you would think it was kind of creepy yeah
0: i mean um not that it i don't know it's just you know it's just one of those houses that if if i was there by myself as mm -hmm. a kid and i wasn't used to it you know i could oh yeah you could you could tell me some scary stories in there as kids and i would have Mm -hmm. been like wide awake the rest of the night for sure
1: well i think too that it was because it was sort of like you know it was off the road there were no houses around Um, you know, in the backyard, there were like two, like creeks sort of converged. So like when I, especially at night, you know, when, uh, you know, you didn't have like the daylight to kind of keep you brave. Um, I mean, it it definitely could get a little, a little creepy, but, um, I will say this and I don't, uh, you know, getting back to the story, I will say that, and I don't know, I, I could be just sort of inserting like my own sort of belief system into this, but the, I, I, th- I think it's interesting that he saw this, this black figure kind of thing sort of peeking around the chimney or chimney. You used to say chimney.
0: Like, I never said chimney
1: ever since I've known you. You've said chimney. You've ju- you've recently fixed it. But, um, but then, you know, moments later, like the mom sees uh, their friend that passed away. So, I'm wondering if when he saw it as like just sort of this black thing I wonder if it like sort of slipped on the skin of the friend uh when it realized like oh I'm I'm kind of like caught or whatever mm-hmm. so then then the mom would sort of assume like oh it's it's like it's not a bad thing it's not like a you know malevolent thing it's like a
0: it's just my friend well it's interesting that that's your take on it because mine was that whenever i was reading i thought it's interesting that immediately his mind goes to oh that must be the person that that passed away right rather than oh that's something evil so he didn't recognize it as being that person but his mom did yeah your version is well maybe that thing is the same thing i think what if that friend came back to protect them from that other thing Mm, you know what i mean two things yeah two different things Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Huh. Maybe. All right. Same listener, but a Bigfoot encounter. I love it. He says, so here's my Bigfoot story. This one's not as crazy, being that we didn't really, well, it's not as crazy. Check it out. My family owns a cabin out in the wilderness, out in Colorado. We've had this cabin for years, probably nearing 100 now, actually, which is really cool. Sorry to break in there, but back to the story my dad and I have both hunted there our entire lives a couple years ago we went out hunting and hiking through the snow and brush all the way to the base of the cliff to the side of the main mountain at the base of it there's what looks like almost a crater in the bottom of this crater is it's basically empty except for a couple of trees we came across these elk tracks and followed them And as we were following them, we came across this blind, this hunting blind, that was made of sticks and almost looked like a really poorly built tent with some agricultural cow bones on the floor of it. We were both weirded out, but didn't assume much from it. Mm. So we kept on moving. For those of you that don't hunt, when you are hunting, the idea is to be completely silent. That way you could hear if there was anything around. When we started up the other side of the crater, following the track, we heard what sounded almost like a man scream. My dad looked at me with utter fear and exclaimed, "Yeah, we need to go. We quickly made our way back and didn't experience anything else on the way, actually. We've had rocks and, and sticks seemingly thrown at us in the past, but haven't thought much of it. The sound we heard, though, is unexplainable, and truthfully, it rattled us to the core. Ma'am.
1: Interesting. I've actually seen a few of those, those tree structures before. And I'm, I mean, I am a little on the fence with them because it's hard to, you know, it's hard to like, I I definitely, I mean, at least the ones that I've seen and then, you know, the ones that I've seen online, like, I think that it's just, it's hard to tell like, okay, well, was this just like, you know, A couple dudes Mm. out there making it, or you know, so you can never really tell. But I do, I will say that I don't think that they're just like a natural occurrence. Like a lot of the skeptics are like, oh, this is just naturally how trees fall. And I'm like, no, it's not at all. (laughs) So, right, right. I mean, especially if it's like really dense, I mean, it's like a straight up, you know,
0: teepee. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, dude, that stuff is weird. That would freak me out, especially with like the bones in there. I mean, it's almost like it's decoration or trophy. Yeah. When I was kind of looking at this, I also found this is not the Miley Cyrus joke, I promise. So a Listener actually sent us this YouTube video where this guy apparently captured some sounds here in Georgia back in 2016. The title of this video is Monster in the Woods, question mark, Strange Animal Noises, Georgia 2016, okay? okay? This guy, he started hearing strange sounds in the woods near his house, okay? So he bought a mic, And left it out overnight to try to catch whatever these sounds were. This audio, he says, was captured around 3 a.m. one night, six weeks of consecutive attempts. Okay. Okay. So let's take a listen. So dude, what do you like what do you think about that? I
1: mean, I've got to say it I mean, there is some I don't know. It I mean, I think I think you could pass it off as like, oh, that's just like a mm-hmm. bear. That was my know?
0: initial but, thought, but then but it just
1: sounds like so much more like like big. Mm-hmm. Like because, you know, bears here i don't know if you guys know this you know that aren't georgia natives like us but you know any bears that we see here are going to be black bears and they don't really get that big and so it i don't know there's something in like the um in that audio Mm -hmm. that like tonally it sounds like it's coming from like like a much bigger sort of like diaphragm
0: you know what i mean I will say being out in the woods or gosh, even when there's stupid raccoons on my back porch, yeah. a little bitty animal can sound like a dadgum elephant, you know, in the middle of the night. But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. There, there was moments when I first listened to it where I thought, well, especially like the breathing and the movement. I thought, well, um, that could definitely be a bear. And depending on how close yeah. they are to the mic, you know, I'm not sure... Mm -hmm. Um, but then there were like a couple moments in the audio that almost ape like, yeah. And there's almost like, is it trying to form a word? I've I've never heard. In other words, a bear make that kind of a sound. Now I'm not an expert on bears. And so maybe Mm -hmm. they do. So listeners, if you're an expert on bears, uh, and you know a little bit more about that, boy, I'd love to hear it or Bigfoot. We'll take, we'll take both is it possible that this person just uploaded some audio sound effects and stuff that they created themselves? Sure. But there's a lot going on um, that to me sort of indicate that that is not the case. Mm -hmm. Mainly just because I don't know, just looking at this user's YouTube channel, they don't seem like they'd be super sophisticated in the sound design sort Mm -hmm. of realm. Um, And then the, when you're listening, huh? Well, I just mean like when you're, (laughs) when you're listening to it, (laughs) I feel like to create a track like that, it's not impossible, but there's a lot of Mm -hmm. little nuances that like a fellow sound design lover Mm -hmm. and would creator would kind of recognize, and I don't really want to give those secrets away because I don't want somebody trying to hoax us.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. One of the other things too, is like, if we are taking it at face value of you know if we're we're going by what our initial thoughts were and and to what it sounds like to our ears i don't know it it's it's interesting because i've come to a place as far as like what i believe bigfoot is or could be and you know we talk about it a lot on the show and it gets in the realm of like joshua cutchin and 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 timothy Renner and their work on like where the footprints end and and you know sort of this in interdimensionality sort of aspect of, of Bigfoot. And, you know, maybe it's more capable of, you know, having sort of maybe psi abilities or, <laughs> um, or being able to, I don't know, I, I've sort of have believed that it's sort of a split off at some point in our, in our history. Mm-hmm. And, you know, instead of leaning into like technology and I've said this a million times, I feel like, before, but instead of leaning into technology, uh, there's also a helicopter going by, sorry about that, but it's it's sort of veering into living out in the woods and then through sort of a I don't know, like small stage evolution, you know, that's where like the hair comes from and and all that and like and it's sort of tapped into Maybe ley lines and like sort of being able to detect like certain frequencies that electronics give off. And that's how they're sort of able to evade, you know. But mm-hmm. it's things like this that I listen to where I'm like, man, I mean, it does sound like straight up like a gorilla. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. which is like right on the verge of like, there's so many sort of uh, little key signs that sort of are like almost human, you know. But then there's sort of that ape kind of, you know, typical behavior. I don't know. It's interesting though.
0: Yeah. Who knows? You know, it, it is that thing where is everybody just, is everything a hoax? At some yeah, point, right. like, every either like everything is, mm-hmm. nothing is, or some of them are. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so, I don't know. Whenever I kind of hear this kind of stuff, no matter what, it's kind of freaky. If I was in a tent, which that oh, kind yeah. of has it, happened to me before where, you know, hiking the Appalachian Trail... Mm -hmm. i've heard breathing and big footsteps like that before and you know we just thought you know it's a bear just yeah you know did i Mm -hmm. did i leave the tapioca in the tent or what (laughs) all (laughs) right before we get into this next category we will return after these messages
1: This is Bryce Johnson from the Bigfoot Collectors Club, and you're listening to Tyler and Woody on That Would Be Rad, because that is rad.
0: So I grew up in a newly built home. I saw and felt things that were abnormal from a young age. I would feel every emotion that others felt, and it was confusing. All in all, everything seemed fine in my house until I decided to reach out to my grandfather, who had died. Hmm. Before I did this, I focused on meditation and building, quote, my light within the center of my chest. I then did a chant and requested to speak with him, but I didn't speak with him. Instead, I felt very uneasy and tried to close whatever I had opened as quick as possible. In doing so, I didn't do it correctly. I blamed myself for what was to come because of that. In the following years, my two sisters and I felt stalked all the time. We heard footsteps, cabinets opening, and closing, saw shadows, and... Had things move around. It got to the point that I would wake up and yell at a shadow in my room to get lost. I learned to ignore it eventually, as bad as that sounds, until it began to target my oldest sister instead of me. She's sensitive as well, but I think it realized it was the only way to get to me. It began holding her down like sleep paralysis in her room and waking me up in mine by saying her name in my ear until I woke up. Every time I would run into her room and she would gasp because she was now able to move. I started to tell it that it was a coward for not targeting me. We didn't tell my parents because it was honestly too crazy to believe. It was when she moved out that it got worse for me. My friend came over after a night out and asked if my house was haunted because of a dark shadow behind me that moved and then shot into another room. It began slamming drawers, turning on and off lights, clanking pots and pans together when I'd go for a midnight snack. It would move the shower curtain when I showered. I was never alone. One night, I was asleep in bed with my dog. I woke up feeling a hot hand move my leg that I had lain across my dog. Mm. A drawer slammed shut my dog ran out. I was terrified and mad. I said prayers and yelled at it to just leave me alone, which it stayed in the corner for what felt like forever, and then finally left. Hmm. Eventually I told my parents, my dad ignored me. He considered himself sensitive to these types of things. That is, until he slept in my older sister's room. He won't say what happened, but let's just say they decided to sage the whole house the next day. Hmm. That night, my oldest sister and I had the same dream. We were in the attic with stained glass windows. There was a tall man and a young boy in the shadows. The man told me not to sage the house or bad things would happen. But I knew, somehow, that it was the boy who was in charge. Mm. My sister called me in the morning to report that she had the exact same dream that I had. My parents now sage their house every six months. Outside of the house, I've experienced things too. Voices, feelings, and apparitions. Eventually, I began blocking it all out, ignoring all feelings and voices. I still occasionally experience some things, but I'm blocked because of how I purposely block everything else out. I now want to open myself up again, but I'm not sure how or if I should. Aye, wow. aye,
1: man. You know, it's funny because I immediately thought of the first story you started talking about where... Uh, when they were a kid and they were seeing like the, what was it? Like a silver character and And an orange one. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm. And also I do have this kind of new sort of theory. I'm I'm kind of glad that we got into this. Just, I I feel like it's a play on the old sort of poltergeist Mm -hmm. adage. Mm -hmm. What if instead of just it being like sort of psi phenomena and, you know, it's this sort of, sort of supernatural slash like subconscious you know manifestation of things what if it is that but at the same time instead of it just being like oh well it's just stuff that we can't see like you know banging on pots and pans and rattling stuff what if it's like I don't know what if it's like some sort of like split in your consciousness and it's like sort of splitting into like another dimension. So you're hmm. only able to see the effects of it because you're still in that dimension.
0: Hmm. Man.
1: Uh, but then you're sort of subconscious like break, you know, kind of like a, like an altar, you know, when somebody goes into uh, like schizophrenic mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, there's like a crack in their, their psychosis. And so what if that crack is actually at, like sort of operating on another plane of existence but yet you're only still able to see the effects of that, you know?
0: Yeah. In this I case, know. I know. I like that in this case,
1: I don't think this is this with right, like seeing, right. seeing the two characters. Yeah.
0: Especially since one was a man, one was a little boy, but yeah, yeah, that's a I think thing. it now makes sense that she started this story off with, I grew up in a newly built home, you know? Yeah, So, yeah, right. so then you're not really like, Oh, well it's just, you know, old spirits over there, which makes it honestly even kind of scarier in a way. <clears throat>
1: well, you know, I, I kind of feel like that whole, you know, especially for us growing up in like the, you know, 70s, 80s, and 90s, I feel like, you know, that like, oh, well, it was an old house. It's like, well, there's got to be ghosts. Or mm-hmm. it was a new house, but it was built on an old Indian burial right, right. ground. Yeah. I, you know, I, like as I've gotten, uh, I mean, especially like being on the show and stuff, I don't know that I put any stock in that anymore.
0: Meaning what? Like that it has well, to be
1: one or the other? Yeah, I like. I don't really think it it makes a difference. I think yeah. it's it's probably more. I mean, now I will say I, I think like if someone like dies in the house or, you know, whatever that is, especially when it comes to like uh, like residual hauntings, mm-hmm. you know, quote unquote, where it's sort of a, you know, if you if you'll see this thing at twelve o'clock, on a full moon or whatever, mm. I I do believe that it's like repl- like the stone tape, stone theory. tape, yeah. Yeah, I think that has some some credibility as far as that goes. But I think I think it's more along the lines of like ley lines and like sort of window areas mm-hmm. and uh so I think, you know, it being like a new house or an old house. I mean me with like my orb thing, I mean that was a that was like an office sort of loft studio mm-hmm. and yeah, it wasn't old at all, right. Yeah, it was it was new. Mm-hmm. But the land it was on was old and there mm-hmm. was like two intersecting like creeks and so who knows like all the elements that go into that you know
0: right yeah uh i heard somebody say not too long ago it was like a comedy podcast or whatever and they were talking about um or he was talking about well why don't we ever see you know he says it in a playful way why, why did ghosts always like show up and they're just like dressed in mm. old school clothes why isn't there mm-hmm. some like ghosts it's like hey man i'm trying to like watch this video, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. And I think one explanation to me that I thought of right when he said that, and again, this is something that we'd never be able to prove until we were a ghost ourselves, so who really knows? But right. I thought, like, well, maybe there's some sort of, like, time limit on or a time requirement, I should say, of when you're allowed to visit or whatever, you know? Well, you know,
1: that's 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 really interesting you said that because – I've heard accounts where, especially like, you know, sort of, I mean, not as far back as like like Pliny the Elder or anything like that, and like sort of Greek and the Romans, but mm-hmm. like, like in the sort of Victorian era or even like earlier in like castles and stuff. The interesting thing is like back then, you know, obviously they're not going to see go like ghost of like the Victorian era. Yeah, but they
0: got like caveman ghost. No, but
1: they were seeing like like monks and stuff. Hmm. Which, you know, would set... I mean, it kind of goes with your with your theory. I mean, I think yeah. there could be something to that. I mean, it, it is interesting.
0: Well, and there's that. And then also, honestly, and it seems kind of like a cop-out answer, but I feel like now that I have become more aware of like a, any kind of multi dimensional type theory, a place where there's almost, like, let's just say Earth. And this kind of goes with one of the things that you eventually want to talk about, but what if, in a way, and not in a conspiracy way, but what if, yes. sort of, our history is what it is, but then there was also a civilization that lived long before now our own human history, right? Now you're now you're coming at my belief. Get ready for this one, dude. Mm-hmm. And again, man, ten years ago I'd have been like, shut up, turn it off. Yeah, you would. Three years you th- ago you'd have yeah that. no. Get ready for this one, okay? <laughs> so another sort of almost like a. Uh, uh, a spin-off of that theory or idea is what if these histories are happening at the same time? So mm-hmm. in other words, sometimes because of whatever reason there's this yeah. intersection or this collision of these dimensions mm-hmm. that cause us in our own reality to either see something or even like slip through. I, th- I sometimes think of like dinosaurs and stuff like that. And sometimes I think, you know, are these bones of creatures that actually lived here, or were those like fossils and stuff pieces of other planets that you know kind of formed when the planet was formed? or were they just like creatures that existed in another time, in another it's just or
1: there's also there's also the theory which I mean, this breaks my heart to even say it that I don't even know that I believe in dinosaur bones anymore.
0: Oh come on.
1: Think about this. Why are we not seeing these things everywhere? If it was a full population of these dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Se- secondly, you're telling me long before history, we'd never discovered a dinosaur bone until the 18. Well, listen to this, though. I understand
0: where your head's at with that. Mm-hmm. But could we assume that where, let's just say where I live right now, mm-hmm. at some point may have had, may or may not have had cattle on it. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not, whenever I'm tilling the ground to plant some that I'm not running into cow bones and stuff, right? So a lot of the things that, you know, I don't know. Yeah, but I we're think,
1: talking about animals that were bigger than, like, our house.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. And,
1: and also, this is another thing, 95% of every single museum that you go to see where you see these giant bones Ninety-five percent of those are replica bones mm-hmm. because the other ones are "quote unquote" too fragile, and they're kept in, you guessed it, the Smithsonian. Mm-hmm. And those replicas are made in China because China is known for <laughs> making things that are cheap, original, mm-hmm. like your Maybe headphones, um, like took my Tozo headphones. Yeah. Well, we could get into a whole thing, yeah, but there yeah, is—I yeah, yeah. mean, I like the idea things.
0: of history built on top of history. Civilizations just. Yeah. Sort of on top of the the previous ones. And when I say on top of in a way, I do mean like actually physically on top of. So like all that stuff just getting compressed, compressed, compressed oh, you're down. Oh,
1: ta- you're talking about like... Um, Tartaria. Well, yeah, that that's definitely an upcoming episode. But you're you're kind of talking more of... I mean, a, I feel like a good sort of example of this is... Um, God, it's not like Machu Picchu. It's like... Um, it's one of those like... And it just slipped my mind. Um, it's one of those sort of I,
0: I, I like the think lost like, city of gold and that kind of stuff.
1: No, that like this is maybe like Peru. Maybe I'm thinking where they they found this civilization that was like incredibly old, and then they discovered when they were you know excavating stuff, they realized like, oh wait a minute, this is built on top of another civilization that's oh yeah that goes m- like hundreds of thousands of years beyond Mm -hmm. what we think of as like the oldest civilization right
0: and Uh, i think that happened in that show that we talked about one time briefly maybe just you and i maybe not even on the show where they're in indonesia oh the same kind of things like things on top of other things yeah yeah and so all that to say
1: Which, which real quick before you get out of that to me that's interesting because i think i think that speaks more to Especially these locations, they're all lined up on like, like ley lines, and like sort of the energy grid theory, you know, like the like 33rd parallel and that kind of thing. It like you know you find that like these ancient sort of Mayan or mm-hmm. uh, you know super old school like ruins, they're all lining up with like the 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 pyramids of Giza. They're lining up with like the the serpent mounds in Ohio. Like I think, I think the more interesting thing is that like, yes. Okay. We'll, we'll just accept that. Like, yes, these multiple sort of civilizations have existed like much earlier than we ever thought. But what the reason that they're there is because like, these were sort of special window areas and like, you know, whether like the, the shamans mm-hmm. or the holy men or whatever, um, They're like, oh, well, this is a place of of power. And so we're just going to build on top of this, the ruins of like a previous civilization. Right. It's really cool.
0: Yeah. Man, I mean, who knew in Halloween we'd be getting into that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. I don't know. We can't go in the Halloween. We can't can't kick off the Halloween season without, Mm. and especially coming off of a show where we talked about urban legends, without talking about the scary stuff that happened to people uh, when they're babysitting. And a listener sent this in after they listened to our show oh I love it can't wait when I was in high school around 18 years old I babysat two boys every day after school plus some weekend nights when the parents would go to concerts or on a date let's call the boys Drake and Josh they were about 11 and 13 wait wasn't there a Disney show called Drake and Josh I don't know maybe (laughs) (laughs) This happened on a Saturday night when the parents were at a concert. They would always leave money for pizza these nights. So when the time came to pick it up, Drake wanted to join me while Josh stayed back to just play video games. Which was pretty normal for both of them. I left with Drake, locked the door behind us. Kind of a bad babysitter, you know? I mean, Mm. I don't really know if I would approve of that. Mm -hmm. Diving back in. I left with Drake, locked the door behind us, and we went and got the pizza probably didn't take any more than 15 minutes we got back to the house and didn't go anywhere else for the rest of the evening i call up to josh and we all enjoy our pizza watch a movie just normal stuff now's when it starts to get weird this was in the fall so it gets darker sooner the boys were getting sleepy and it's super dark out so i tell them it's time to go to bed they were practically both asleep watching the movie anyways. They head up with very little backtalk. Normally, it can be kind of rough getting them to bed, especially Drake. They have a second-story family room, so you can see the upstairs hallway bedrooms from the family room kitchen downstairs. I was in the kitchen when all of a sudden I see Drake come to the end of the upstairs hallway, and instantly, I can tell that he looks worried he's pale he's kind of out of it he then asks me if i can come upstairs for just a second for whatever reason i immediately feel uneasy because he sounded horrified i've never seen him act this way he was definitely very scared and this is definitely very unlike him i of course go upstairs and ask him what's up He asked me if I had opened a certain closet and pointed to it, saying that him and Josh never open it. This clearly really freaked him out and of course I started panicking, but just internally. I come up with a quick explanation for him to calm him down. I don't let on that I'm worried about anything because I just want them to go back to bed. You know, it just didn't latch all the way or it popped open. He keeps insisting that it's never happened before, and it's not possible. Hmm. And I will say, I was having a really hard time believing it myself, as I had spent almost every day in that house as well for the past year and knew it really well. I just tried my best to keep calm and sort of brush it off. But inside, I was panicking. Before I go on, I will say this. No, I do not think Drake was lying or messing with me or, or you know pranking me in any way. I don't think it was Josh either. Both of them never pull pranks. They've never pulled it on me. They don't even like that stuff. They're very quiet and sweet boys. Nerds. Yeah. Uh, They're not confrontational. Nothing. And also, no, I didn't leave the front door unlocked when we got pizza. I always locked their door instantly when I went in and out as if it was part of my routine and it's not my house. So, of course, I'm extra careful and always double check that I've locked the doors. Plus, on top of that... Drake even told me as we were leaving to get pizza that I didn't need to lock the door because it's so close, but I insisted we did. And I know for a fact that I locked it. Mm. So at this point, the boys are in bed and I'm downstairs in full panic mode. I called my boyfriend at the time, telling him what happened and asked what he thought I should do, call the police or, or not. I didn't call the police, but I did end up keeping him on the line while I searched the house. My heart was pounding out of my chest, especially when I went downstairs to check the basement. But everything seemed fine, but I was still terrified. It didn't help that the house was on a corner lot, bordering the woods, and they have these windows with no curtains on the main floor. So I felt like there was either someone in the house with me, someone outside the house and was watching us from the windows, or there was some kind of paranormal going on. I turned all the lights off in the house and glued myself flat as a pancake to the couch to be unseen the best I could and anxiously waited for their parents to return. About an hour later, they came home. I told them briefly what had happened and the mom quickly tried to blame it on the cat. Look, I love the whole family, but I honestly believe there's no possible way it could have been their cat. He wasn't ever jumping up at least that high and he just kind of sat around and slept all the time. Plus, I don't even see how it could be possible with that kind of door handle that they had and the force required to open it. But, I dropped it and agreed with her hypothesis and drove my a- home. That was one of the last times I babysat for them actually and I still get goosebumps every time I remember that night. How scared the kid was and how horrified I was as well. I have no clue why that closet door was open. Hmm,
1: man. I mean, that's pretty creepy. Yeah. I think sometimes the scarier sort of stories or scary things that happen to us in life are those weird little, like, things that, like, I know for a fact I did this. Or, right. you know, or, I mean, even like me, like the uh, the sound of, like, a balloon popping mm. in the room. Like, yeah. It's nothing like overtly scary, but it's just that sort of unexplained like part of, of you know, living that, you know, it just it, you always kind of go back to
0: that. And it's like, man, I just I wonder what that was. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like, especially I think if you have a really, really good imagination in mm-hmm. general, when I can't fill in the blank with something rational. Right. Then my mind fills it in with. Freddy it's a troop of assassins that are coming here to kill me <laughs> right. or it's Freddy Krueger or yeah. like one time, no joke, man. Um, for like before we moved into our house, there was like a two month period where, you know, our apartment lease had, um, I guess ended and, mm-hmm. Anne and I moved in with her mom. Well, I was getting up to go to work and as I'm driving down their long driveway in the old house, remember? Mm-hmm. There was a tree that had fallen down. It was blocking my way. The first thought wasn't, "Oh man, it must have gotten windy last night." It was mm-hmm. someone's trying to trap me. <laughs> Not this even is a kidding. trap. Anyway, we'll return after these messages. America's future can be determined by our dreams and our
1: visions. It was very intense,
0: bright For over 200 years, there have
1: been reports of giant, man-like creatures.
0: From Another dimension?
1: Another world? I don't know. The most intriguing mystery on the North American continent. This is Joshua Kutchen, and you're at my home for weirdness. That would be
0: rad. Okay, so it's interesting, though, the thing about babysitting and the thing about it being like, well, it's probably the cat and stuff. Last week, briefly we mentioned or i mentioned this concept or this thing called yeah. frogging mhm and for the most part you know i think you could be like this babysitter when you hear something and think ah oh, well it's probably you know it's nothing so mm-hmm. frogging basically is when people are unknowingly sharing their home with an intruder in other words yeah. someone's living there with you you just yeah. never know it i think tyler you talked about uh, some lady that yeah, um, it's like a video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That mm-hmm. uh, you know, or, or like, a, there was another one where this guy sees this lady coming out and eating their food, or he catches them uh, and all this kind of stuff. Dude, that's so creepy, man. Especially the
1: idea of like, I mean, oddly enough, every time I have to go to like our basement, so it's sort of a unfinished basement. It's just nothing but storage at this mm-hmm. point. It's just a wreck. Uh, but you know, there's no walls. It's just sort of. Uh, like framed in, no sheetrock, mm-hmm. uh, and then, you know, concrete slab floor. And like, I swear, every time I go in there, you know, I'll just have to like make sure, like, man, I mean, cause somebody, you know, I mean, if we're being realistic, like, and I did see like a couple weeks ago, I went oh, downstairs man. and like the door was unlocked. And the, I'm pr- the door to like
0: leading to the outside
1: leading to the outside Oh. and I'm pretty damned OCD. And unless for some odd reason, my wife went out or went down there and then went out, which is not something that she would ever do. I don't know. It, uh. It's again, it's kind of like the, what we're talking about where yeah. it's just that unexplained thing. It's like, man, it is somebody like squatting in our house. Oh, and then another thing. And then last week, you know, it was like, late, you know, maybe 12, like almost one o'clock in the morning. And I get a, a um, uh, like a notification from simply safe on my phone that says something like the basement window sensor is, God. is functioning. And I'm like, "What?" Uh, and, I don't, and I have no idea. Like I've never gotten that before. Well,
0: buckle up, pal. Cause you're definitely going to, you're definitely going to believe <laughs> that someone's in your house oh, as we speak. All right. So these are true stories. I found this and I just, I've I actually found it before last week and I was going to bring it up and then I thought, you know what, let me save this for the stories. Yeah, it's creepy. So for many people, the idea that a stranger could be living in your home without your knowledge is one of the most terrifying scenarios possible. I agree 100%. Unfortunately for some individuals, this nightmare situation has been a reality. They've become the victims of what's called frogging or the act of a person secretly living in an occupied space without the resident's permission. So here's some terrifying and true stories, dude, about people lurking in the shadows and the Mm -hmm. nooks and crannies of their home. Tina Bowen was convinced that the spirit of her deceased mother was speaking to her through the walls of her home in Pepperell, Massachusetts I probably said it wrong. <laughs> Definitely. You know, Definitely if it's I'm reading "Massachusetts" Pepperel and it's probably pronounced, uh, hack and totally, You know like, what I mean? Yeah,
1: totally different word. For anyway,
0: sure. that's enough yeah. of me. Uh, I love all of you <laughs> Massachusetts folks. Oh yeah. Um, very much, but mm-hmm. boy, howdy, I can't pronounce the, the cities and towns. Okay. For weeks, the teenager received cryptic messages scribbled onto the walls in condiments like ketchup. Items mysteriously re- rearranging themselves around the house. Mm. Full bottles of alcohol suddenly became empty. Then, now, <laughs> hold on a second here. <laughs> if one of my teenage kids is listening to this show right now, don't get any don't get any ideas say exactly. I don't know. There's somebody. There's, someone's frogging us. It's frogging, Dad. You've been you've been replacing the liquor bottle. Mm-hmm. You've been putting it in there. Which boy don't we, drink? Boy, we all did that. Okay, not me. My parents didn't drink, so... Anyway. Okay. By the way, ki-
1: my kids, if you're listening to this, that was Woody that just said that. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> then, on December 8th, 1986, Bowen and her father returned home to find a bone-chilling sight. A stranger in one of their closets with a painted face.
1: Oh, my God.
0: A Native American-style jacket A ninja mask and a hatchet in hand. I mean, this just sounds kind of crazy that now. He forced the Bowens into a bedroom before running off into another part of the home. Tina used the opportunity, thankfully, to escape and call the police. Authorities arrived and found that the stranger was a teenager named Daniel LaPlante, whom Tina had briefly dated. He had been living in the family's crawlspace, in the crawlspace, yeah. for several weeks, taunting them all the while. Unfortunately, this creepy story doesn't end here. Oh, man. LaPlante would later go on to brutally murder a young teacher and her two children while he was out on bail for the Bowen family incident. At first, LaPlante only planned to burglarize the home of the Gustafson family in November and December of 1987, but he was caught off guard on December 1st when Priscilla Gustafson and her children came home early. LaPlante later said that he had considered jumping out the window and escaping, but instead he opted to confront Priscilla, aiming a gun at her and leading her and her five-year-old son William to a bedroom, where he eventually uh, murdered... The, the family. Oof. He was easily linked to this crime scene and subsequently arrested just two days earlier. Thank you, boys and girls in blue. We back you here on That Would Be red. hmm During his trial in October of 1988, pff, wow, Halloween trial. Yeah. A jury found him guilty of murder, and he was sentenced to, count him three life sentences. Good. Or right, I hope he's getting his. Yeah. With right. a mop handle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh, this is a good one. And I say, we'll wrap it up with this one, okay? Okay. This one is uh, for all you uh, college kids out there and or parents that have college-aged kids. Think about how terrifying this would be. So a college student known as Maddie in North Carolina believed that the strange things she was experiencing fit all of the hallmarks of textbook paranormal activity. Strange noises, missing clothing, and unexplained handprints. Mm. Then in 2019, she was living at the summit at the Edge Apartments, not far away from the University of North Carolina at Greensboro. It would turn out that there was nothing paranormal at all about Maddie's experience. But the truth might have been even worse. A 30-year-old man named Andrew Swafford had been secretly hiding in her closet. Ooh. She said that she just heard rattling in her closet one day. Kind of sounded like a raccoon was in there. So she said, Who's there? And somebody answered her. The guy said, Oh, my name's Drew. She said, I opened the door and he's in there wearing all of my clothes, my socks, my shoes, and has a book bag full of my clothes. What? It was a terrifying situation for any person, but especially for a young college student accompanied only by roommates. Yeah. Maddie immediately called her boyfriend, but kept Swafford talking to distract him. Mm. While she waited, he tried on a hat of hers and checked himself out in the mirror. So he just kept it going. At one point, he even complimented her looks and asked for a hug, but she said he never touched me. He was quickly arrested, but... Maddie and the police were unsure as to how he got inside in the first place. Moreover, it wasn't the first time Maddie and her friends had found strange men in their apartment. Just two months earlier, oh boy. they had come home to find two strangers in their living room. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Weird. Yeah. Hold on. I've actually got... Look Look at this, dude. We're going to post this. I'm going to send you the picture that the police took of this guy. Oh, boy. Or I guess maybe she took it of him in the closet. Dude, this is the scare. This is one of the scariest boy. I hope I sent that to the right. Okay. Good Lord. do
1: it to like a client. Yeah. Oh man. I mean, this, that's, man. that's like, it puts the lotion on the, yeah. On the skin type guy.
0: Yeah. Wow. So ultimately, is he wearing a, I kind, a blouse? I don't probably, <laughs> <laughs> ultimately I kind of wanted to wrap it up with that story. Yeah. The, this idea of frogging just to say, look, When you hear things that go bump in the night, Mm -hmm. maybe it's a spirit or apparition. Maybe it's a creature. Maybe it's just some whack job that wants to try on all your clothes Mm. living in your house and you didn't even know they were there. Yeah. So if I had any kind of advice for people, it's close your blinds. Yeah. Make sure all your locks are locked in your house because bad things Mm. happen. They sure do.
1: And if you're anything like Woody and I, uh, you're already doing that. You're you're basically you have a nightly patrol where you go around your house, you make sure all the Mm -hmm. doors are locked, you look out every window on the bottom floor just to make sure everything's cool in the
0: perimeter. Dude, I spend hours peeking out of the window. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) just staring into the backyard. I'm just hours. Yeah, you understand? I'm ready Mm -hmm. to
1: to strike. Oh, one thing that's funny is, remember how I was, uh, I mean, it's a little bit off-subject topic, but, you know, what's new? Uh, You remember how I was asking you about, like, buying, like, a hammock? Yeah. So, I finally bought, like, a cheap hammock, which actually turned out to be pretty great. And uh, it's, like, down in the woods. Well, now that the leaves are starting to fall a little bit, I can see it. And it's, like, I don't know why I even think this. It's almost, like, on a subconscious level. But, like, I'll constantly, like, look out the woods, like... Just, just waiting <laughs> on the the moment where I look out and there's like a stranger in that hammock. Yeah,
0: Bigfoot's in there, and he yeah. just like notices you. He throws a thumb up and he's like, "Love it, <laughs> yeah. love it, nice. nice, nice addition." Yeah, nice, nice. Okay. Oh man, well anyway. that, was,
1: that was a good one. That one's, I mean, it seems pretty innocuous, but it's pretty scary.
0: Yeah, man. You know, it's really scary. Especially, it's like when those things happen. You know, you. It, it, There's that moment where you think, well, this is probably an urban legend. These things have actually happened. It's not just in the movie Weird Science or wherever else where there's a guy living in the closet. Mm -hmm. This is really happening. And think to moments where you've discovered an unlocked door in your basement, for example. I mean, I've come home one time because of my wife who forgot to lock the door Mm -hmm. and didn't set the alarm. There could be someone living in my attic right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it, it is weird. I mean, I, I think this is like the perfect season also to talk about it. Because a lot of this stuff, yes, it may not be supernatural, but it does still have that sort of like hider in the house kind of vibe. Yeah, you man. know it
0: doesn't have to be supernatural to be spooky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I mean let me ask you a question. God. What happens? You go up into the attic, you gotta do something. Your flashlight, you know, because in my attic, dude, if I turn off the flash, pitch black. Oh, you don't have a light up there? No, I'm yes, I have a light. I'm saying if I turn the light off, no, but I mean, there's are certain areas of the attic; it's kind of d- divided up in, into oh, yeah, yeah, different Our, sections. So there's, two. yeah, yeah. So there's there's an area where there isn't a, a light, so you have to go in with the flashlight. Mm-hmm. But if I turn it off, it would be just pitch black. What yeah. happens? Just imagine this. This is a scene that like. Plays in my head every time I go up there. Now, again, I'm not afraid of cat. I'm Mm -hmm. just ready. You know, you got to be on guard. Yeah. Yeah. But one of the things it's just, and plus as like riders and stuff, these kind of like things go through my head and I think, oh man, that would be a cool like scene. So imagine you go, I go into the attic Mm -hmm. and I'm just kind of like, you know, moving the light around to like, oh, let me step right here. I don't want to step through the thing. And then it just like, you you pan the, the light across to the very back of the attic. So in other words, on the other end of the house, so it's pretty far, and then you just see somebody huddled there, and then your damn light goes off.
1: Oh, yeah, dude.
0: Now, That's what happens scary. in that moment?
1: I mean, that that is similar to, to that same vibe of when, when the person turned their computer off, and then mm-hmm. they see somebody, like, creeping oh, around. Yeah. Like, it's that same Oof. sort of feeling of, like, Oh, God, what's going to happen now? Yeah. Yeah, that's creepy, dude. Well, I think this has been a terrific kickoff for our Halloween October Spooktacular. We're going to have several more shows, and they're all going to kind of continue down that same spooky path. So hang out with us here on That Would Be Rad. If you want more of the show, more of what you love... Like what he said at the top of the show, head on over to uh, the Rabbit Trail, which is our Patreon exclusive, where we get a little looser, we get a little goosier. And um, if you want to communicate with us, head on over to our Instagram. Drop us a comment. Drop us a DM if you want to tell us about your own paranormal uh, encounter or maybe somebody's frogging in your house. Mm-hmm. You want to tell us about it. Shoot us a DM uh, shoot it to our email. That would be radpod at gmail.com. Or even better, if you want to tell it in your own voice, you can shoot it to us directly from our website. That would be radpodcast.com. where you can leave basically a voice memo. And so you can send it directly to the show. And, uh, you know, or so you can send it directly to us. And maybe, God, you can't do that. <laughs> it gets me every time. But you can send it directly to us and possibly be featured on an upcoming episode. Buy us a coffee, buy a t-shirt, uh, leave a five-star review, tell that single friend about the show. It really makes a difference. And uh, I guess that's about it. do. you got anything else?
0: Uh, nothing else, but um, welcome to the Halloween
1: season. Yeah, stay spooky out there. We love you, we appreciate you, and as always.
0: Be rad. That's the way you go.
1: Some Maybe start that over. Okay. A little
0: clunky. Uh, Well, I know, but I can make it not clunky. I know. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) You you know, you're in middle school, they call you chubby. You turn 43, they call you clunky. I don't know what the... Okay. Husky. Husky. Hey, don't worry, son. You've just got thick bones. Uh Uh-oh. Making it up doesn't exist. Not a thing. Heavy bones. Heavy. Yeah. Yeah, your bones are just a little heavier than those. No, mom. You see this like... I don't know if you noticed this whenever I was trying on jeans and you had me come out of the dressing room, oh, lift up my time. shirt to see yeah. how they, to quote, see how they fit. Yeah. Uh, and guess what? It's before school starts and everyone's at the mall shopping at the same time. So that girl that I have a crush on and then that girl that I have a crush on get to see... Uh, uh, I'm not putting this in the show.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, and, Well, I will say this though. I mean, to your credit, you know, that was... You know, fifty years ago and now look at you. You got your ears pinned, you got I new just calves, don't you got
0: I like it when you start making stories up.
1: Uh what else have you had done?
0: Nothing, dude. Come I on. I know you do
1: like the Botox thing pretty regularly.
0: No, no, I don't. But... And and to be truthful, the reason I don't do any of that stuff, look, I'd like to look younger. But the reason I don't is dude, I have just I, I just have strange quote unquote luck. Something would go, I'd be allergic to it. You wouldn't, you know. I'm that one in like a million yeah, you're right. thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah. My brother and mom went together on the lease. There we go. Okay, I read that kind of slow so you could understand it. Mm-hmm. Hold on a second. Thank you. You want me to read one? Uh, well, I mean, you certainly can. I don't um, know if that's what you're wanting. I was watching YouTube on my computer and laying in bed. <laughs> porn <laughs> huh. <laughs> oh man. Just snip it. So my family owns a cabin out in the wilderness. Wilderness. Hey, so drunk. I guess maybe we'll just record one next time. Shh.